0: You are listening to the Reality Steve Podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Hannah's upcoming season of The Bachelorette. And he's interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 123. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. I know it's been a while since you heard from me, probably since last Thursday. Uh, You've maybe gotten a couple tweets, but uh, maybe you can hear it in my voice. I have been laid up ever since I got back from Vegas on Sunday. I think just breathing in smoke and being inside a casino for four days, uh, it hit me, and it hit me hard on Monday I was basically in bed all day Monday and all day Tuesday, just with a high fever, sweating through my sheets, um, and just having an awful cough. Um, I think I'm pretty much over the fever, but my voice is uh, still not all the way there yet, as you can tell. Uh, I just really have not been into anything Bachelor-related. I have emails that I have to go through. I have to respond to people um about filming and whatnot i short at update um today uh begins filming of episode four in rhode island as i mentioned on my tweet last night i believe at some point tonight there'll be a black pearl restaurant tomorrow is a group date at the um oh i need to pull up my tweet to see uh, what i even wrote because i forgot the name of the park that they're filming the group date at it's um what's the name of this park Oh, Fort Adams State Park is the group date tomorrow, and then Saturday's one-on-one is going to be at the Jane Pickens Theater. So, those are your three dates in um, in Rhode Island with the Rose Ceremony uh, number four on Sunday, and then they head out overseas. Haven't got it confirmed yet where they're headed, but I'll let you know if I do. Uh, I'm sure I'll have some pictures or information about a couple of the dates uh, that go on in Rhode Island this weekend. But I'm back out on the road this weekend. I got to be in California for my um uh, fantasy football fantasy baseball sorry draft that I go to every year but yeah I I felt like a mac truck hit me on Monday and Tuesday a little bit better today Wednesday when I'm recording this but um yeah it was brutal Monday and Tuesday just never got out of bed so bear with me through my voice it uh it definitely is fried a little bit and I definitely have a few coughs that I tried to turn on my mic on when and talking to today's guests. But, uh, yeah, it's just been a rough few days. I just have not been motivated to do anything since I got back. So, with that said, uh, a couple things to get to. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. We're going to skip a week on He Said, She Said. Episode 18 won't be until, not this upcoming Tuesday, but the next Tuesday. So, I can... Recover a little bit, get back. I don't have any more trips until my Reality Steve Fan Appreciation Party. As of right now, I don't have any trips planned until then, which is June 7th. I, I'm i pretty much at capacity right now. Uh, if you have contacted me already and I've told you you're on the list, nothing has changed. But uh, we're pretty much at capacity right now. And um, it's going to be one of the better parties, I think, that we've had. Definitely the most people that we've had, assuming everybody shows up which I expect them to, even if a couple don't show, uh, it's still going to be the most we've ever had, but that's June 7th at the Rio hotel in Las Vegas. And, uh, I'll be periscoping a little bit of it that night as I always do, but I don't think there's going to be a trivia contest this year. Um, I think there will be a raffle and we're gonna away prizes that way. And, uh, Ashley Spivey and her husband will be there. All four of the temptation Island women will be there. Casey and Shari and Katie and Nicole will all be there. And, um, Maybe Javen will show up now that we know that uh, Javen and Shari are engaged after Tuesday's finale. Um, But this episode is very, very interesting because it is Temptation Island-centric. At First up, we got the host of Temptation Island, Mark Wahlberg, who I think does an excellent job and really steers the ship of that show and is the kind of the moral compass of that show, if you will. Uh, the, The way he talks to the people and the way he navigates through things at bonfires I think is a really well done job and um i to hear mark's perspective on things uh his early season thoughts versus what happened in the end and um everything that went on with casey and evan uh, mark's got a lot of good thoughts about it and I, I can't wait for you to hear him and then we will have casey on for the final time this season and um it's emotional it's very um telling she has a lot to say um and she is saying a lot because Evan and Morgan are saying a lot publicly. And we had Evan on in the middle of the season, and I told him I will have him back at the end of the season. I'm not going to go against my word and not put Evan on because it'll seem like I'm playing favorites because I've had Casey on every week. Um, I'll, have, I'll, I'll let Evan uh, speak his mind. I know what Evan's going to do when he comes on. Um, he's been doing it publicly with Morgan. Uh, they've been basically going after Casey. And I think it's petty. Um, You know, Evan will say, well, she got her say all season on your podcast. And I just think we're talking about two different things here. I think that he is hurting her um, when she's just reacting to what happened on the show and, you know, kind of sees things post-show about their relationship. And I, I, I don't agree with what he's doing. I don't agree with their approach to what they're doing. But I have no problem telling that to his face. And when he comes on the show, I will tell him that um hopefully we get evan on next week but casey um is here every thursday as she has been for the last 11 weeks except for last week when it didn't make a lot of sense but um uh, casey's very interesting conversation today to say the least Uh, a good hour hour and 10 minutes i think with her today and a lot of stuff is covered um a lot of stuff about their relationship she is not saying she's not at fault for anything that happened she's not saying that um uh, you know, Evans, the worst person in the world. Um, it's just, it's unfortunate the way things have uh, is turning out now. It's now turned into mudslinging, and um, I, I wish it wasn't that way. I'm, I'm the middle person here. I've given Casey a forum all season. I, it wouldn't be being objective if I didn't give Evan a forum uh, next week. He, it, the, the forum is there. It, the invitation is there. He knows uh, it's there. If he wants to take advantage of it, great. I'll have him on if he wants to go about it through Instagram live stories and other interview outlets that's fine as well but the the door is open here um and uh I'll let him speak but I definitely have some things um uh, some things I want to share with him and 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 things that I think he he could handle a, a little bit better because it's just it's just a lot to take in and it it's unfortunate that these two that were so close are um It's turned into this, and it sucks, but, you know, Casey has been my guest all season. Uh, We can finally talk about things that we couldn't talk about all season. This is the podcast you've all been waiting for. It's really good. So uh, without any further ado, let's just get to it. Uh, First up, Mark Wahlberg, your host of Temptation Island, and then uh, we'll get to uh, Casey Campbell. So here we go with episode number 123. All right, let's welcome in our guest. He is the host of Temptation Island. It is Mark Wahlberg. Mark, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it, bud.
0: It's my pleasure. And uh thank you for uh watching the whole season, man. You've been great.
1: No, thank you. Uh it's been it's been great, and I wanted to congratulate you uh on an excellent season and getting picked up uh for season two. Uh it's great to bring back a show that after what, you know, fifteen years off the air and have it be as successful as it was this season and get a second season, you know, that's huge. My question now is because you guys really seem to strike gold with this cast, does it worry you at all that next season, like no matter who's on it, will be compared to this cast?
0: Well, that's the natural uh, inclination to compare. And as we've seen in great hit shows like The Bachelor and stuff like that, casting is absolutely uh, crucial. But I have every bit of faith that we're going to have, uh, you know, Relationships are as unique as the people in them, so there's no end to stories that we can relate to, but are their own story. So I'm really not too concerned that we're we're going to be able to find four couples that are fun to watch for season two.
1: Yeah. Um, now, when they first approached you uh, about rebooting this, 15 years after the fact, were yeah. you were you on board from the get go, or did you need a bit of convincing that in 2019 this this could still work?
0: Well. First of all, when they announced it, I read it before anybody called me, and my wife's like, "You know, are you going to reach out to them?" I said, "Absolutely not." I said, "This is uh, I'm my, uh, you know, my mind is blown. They brought it back, and you know, they know where I live, and I doubt they're calling. But it's all good. So when they called, I, only then did I even consider it would it be successful or not. And the truth is, I had no reservations. I knew that the show is very, very simple. It was then and it is now and I've talked about it for years because people have asked me and I, I was sure that the dating climate is even more extreme now than it was then and that would probably do very well.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I think when you when you look back on it, just the concept of it, like you said, it's really simple. It's hey, we got four couples right a crossroads, we'll bring in some tempters and temptresses and, and let's see and let's see where it goes. Now I want to get your initial impressions, if you can bring me back to when you first met the couples. I got to believe you were forming opinions, just like we all were, when we first met the couples. We got a little bit of a background on on them, and they, you know, we see them in their environment in a little video package. But when you saw the couples for the first time and kind of got to know them, I mean, let's just start with uh, Carl and Nicole. What was your initial impression of them?
0: Well, I thought right off the bat, I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be the most watchable couple of the four. Uh, she's so introspective and she's beautiful and she's going to really have a lot of growth and he's this handsome stud and their story's great and they seem, you know, really interesting to me. So my first take on Carl and Nicole was great casting, beautiful people. Let's, you know, I, I think they represented themselves. First of all, I met everybody when they got off the the catamaran you see it on the air that's when i met them there was no like pre-interview time okay so uh that was my impression of them i thought they were gonna be great
1: and then javen and shari
0: well that's so funny after the first day and you guys saw the big room they did when they were saying goodbye and things like that yeah i literally said to the producer sort of tongue-in-cheek but i was like do we have a backup couple because they're not going to make it through the night <laughs> and um i kind of missed that call and and Javen, who I thought was going to be difficult from the beginning, and Shari, quite frankly, as far as my dealing with, turned out to be one of my favorite storylines to watch. He was so funny, so sweet, so naive in a sense, and uh, I you know, I just adore him, and Shari for that matter. I, you know, I really liked him.
1: yeah, um yeah, especially after that, yeah well, we'll get to that in a second, but uh and how about John and Katie?
0: Sure. John and Katie, I can't say that I had a striking first impression. I, I like John off the bat. I like Katie. I, mean, I like all of them off the bat, to be honest with you. I thought Katie was absolutely stunningly beautiful. Um, you know, when they talked about one another, they seemed to be a little bit more okay. You know, even they say it in the first episode, like, you know, I, you know, I think we're going to be fine. Yeah. Right. And uh, only, only after I got to know them a little bit more in, as individuals did we start to see what this was really going to
1: turn into. And then with with Evan and Casey, um, you know, it's just so funny to look back on that first episode and then you look back at, you know, it what ended up playing out. With Evan and Casey, yeah. I, I mean, having spoken to Casey every week this season, I I I know that in the beginning, probably the first three or four weeks when I was talking to her, I was convinced they were still together. I had no idea. She never obviously told me anything, and I was just going off. I thought that they were going to be solid and, you know, look at me now uh, i think maybe all of us did and then you know you look at javen and shari and it was you know the opposite kind of what you said but when you first met evan and casey did you have the same feeling like oh these two are good because they, even their goodbye was very passionate no. oh really
0: no 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 i i saw i i liked them both very much i really like evan he's a great guy i really like casey too we had a if if i had any emotional connection and drama with anyone. It was with Casey. Um, And I'll speak to that if you like, but, but um, I liked Evan off the bat. He was just in it. Like a, I I think of him as like a, a big, great Dane. Just, just let's go. Right. And, and emotional and dramatic. And then, and by the way, you have to know that I was several days, if not a week or two in before I knew any of his backstory, like, I didn't know anything about his father until I heard it down the line. Yeah. So, but my impression of the two of them right off the bat was it's never, never the outcome you want when somebody's saying, if you don't give me a ring, we got a problem, right? Yeah. So that already bothered me because I always say this to people, play that one out for a moment. So you kind of give the ultimatum, and then he responds to the ultimatum. In the back of your mind, you know that you kind of pulled the trigger he didn't. Right or vice versa. It's not gender specific, I'm just saying, in this case. And so, and then if he doesn't pull it, you throw out an ultimatum you know where you're at. So there's really no win to the ultimatum. Um, Unfortunately, with love, you want it to be motivated by choice. And uh, I saw red flags from Jump Street with them. I also saw some deep connection and years of relationship, and I said, these guys are going to have the rockiest of rows because they have so much life together. And I... I'm telling you right off the bat, I can see they're on different pages.
1: You know, after the first bonfire, where Shari basically, you know, lost it over Javen doing something pretty innocuous, Yeah. W- was there any way that you yeah. saw these two not only staying together at the end of this thing, but getting engaged nonetheless? It sounds like you were, like you said earlier, like, you're like, do we have a backup plan here? Because after that first episode, I don't think anybody at that watching...
0: Point, at that point, I wrote him off as you know, one-dimensional, and her as um, angry, right? Yeah. When so I, I I didn't dislike them. I liked them, but I was like, this is this is just sort of you know, it's just bickery. It's not even deep. It's just bickery. And when she loses it in the first bonfire from him, going, you know, I effed up. I effed up. Yeah. But there was no context. And so, and you see me on on air. I said, uh, can you tell me what's upsetting you? Because it's not that I I'm not getting it. I didn't hear him say a sentence. I heard him say a phrase. It's like you didn't I didn't hear anything. So I said, "What did you hear?" cuz I didn't hear anything. Yeah. And uh so, you know, it's so interesting though, and I and I I tend to get a little heady about this, but to me it's so interesting to see the gap between what We who are outside of a relationship view and what it feels like when you're in a relationship, because you listen through the filter of your life together. So when somebody says something that you and I would go, well, that's no big deal. We don't have nine years of hearing them say similar things. Yeah. So she reacted based on the past, not on what was going on, or she reacted on what she thought was going on. And luckily, she didn't leave the (laughs) island that night, which I thought was going to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously they're they're happy and they're engaged now, so the process ended up working for them in the long run. But was there a part of you that wishes Javen and Shari would have opened themselves up to the process a little bit more? Because it seemed like they were just, we're here for each other. And, I, I mean, neither of, neither of them never even kissed another person, barely touched another yeah, but, person. I mean. Yeah, but again, I'm going to get heady about
0: this. They did open themselves up. Probably the most of anybody on the island to the process. When you consider what their mindset was before that, you have to realize neither of them had another a person of the opposite sex in their phone. Yeah, they both had each other on such lockdown. And Javen and I get this. You know, normally we see this more in a woman's perspective, but Javen really felt like no woman was interested in him unless. It was physical, not not in an egotistical way, but more in a victim way. He didn't know how to be with somebody just platonically. He didn't understand that as, you know, as sexual as people are, that there's a possibility to just have a relationship that's friends. So while they didn't succumb to what we expect temptation to be, therefore we can phrase that and say they didn't embrace the process. I don't think that's it at all. It was far bigger a leap for Javen to – actually have a good time on a date with a girl and be friends with them without it being sexual than it would have been to just cheat and have sex yeah you know that was a revelation that got them to the point of saying we're ready to get married yeah so no i i I adore their journey and i thought they embraced it 100 percent. it's just probably not the way people expect it
1: now with carl and nicole um it was an interesting couple because, and I believe I said this to Casey, I, I, I almost felt like of the eight people involved in the couples, Nicole seemed to get the most out of, uh, of this show than anyone. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to compare. I mean, obviously everyone had their own journeys, but I thought Nicole... You no, know,
0: everybody had journeys that were specific to theirs, but I don't disagree with you. Nicole came, you know, if you look at Nicole uh, physically... And if you follow her Instagram, you kind of see what her life is like. This girl is a champion, okay? Yeah. She is reminds me of, and I come from um, my wife is a dancer, my daughter's a professional ballet dancer. We're familiar with gymnastics and that whole. What it, my son's a Navy pilot. I know what rigor is. Yeah. But so she was, struck me as a woman so strong, so bold that she can fight through any pain, keep her head straight to be a champion, right? And later I learned she comes from that mentality, a highly competitive family. So her journey to then open up to the mental aspect of being vulnerable, to feeling things, to 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 realizing that she deserves some things that maybe she wasn't getting. I thought while well, she didn't necessarily – she wasn't as expressive verbally as others might have been, she really was working it from a – you know, almost like an athlete's way of figuring out the game. And I was really impressed with her, and Carl, for that matter.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a time where Nicole even said, like, I had basically saying I had no idea what love was in a relationship until I got here and I saw these other three couples. Like, Carl, you know, me and Carl aren't anywhere close to that. It just felt so surface level with them, I believe is, was her was her wording. right.
0: But without any frame, without any frame of reference, to them they thought that was the thing. Yeah, they were there, and that's and I, I my only regret is I kind of threw out that you know being struck by lightning line at the beginning just to enter that as a possibility. I didn't realize how much of a theme that would then show up as. Yeah, but I was I remarked at almost all the couples that that what often happens when you're in your twenties is you've got a checklist, like a punch list of what's important for the future and timing of marriage and kids and this and that and the other. And I was hearing a lot of that and not a lot of just blind. I don't care if he fucks up. I love him. Yeah. Pardon my language. No, it's okay. Um, You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't hearing a lot of uh, this stuff. That's like the illogical part of love. Right. And I was sort of saying, you know, be careful. Because that thing's real, and that's actually more real than your timeline stuff. Because that stuff, life is messy. You know, I always say, you're gonna spend your, t- your. I said this on Steve Harvey show. I said gonna, everybody's so worried about getting their ducks in a row, but sometimes ducks leave or die, or you know, you don't have ducks anymore. So that's a wasted energy for me.
1: All right, let's take a break real quick. Have you ever had someone come up to you and say, "You smell amazing"? What are you wearing? I get it all the time. I'm kidding. Well, maybe I do sometimes. It is a good feeling, though, but amazing scents can be expensive and hard to come by. Thankfully, with Scentbird Luxury Fragrance Subscription Service, I can get great fragrances without breaking the bank. I got them through Scentbird, who came to me uh, to be an advertiser on this podcast. They sent me three fragrances that I love to death, and I think it's very easy to use because you choose the cologne you want to try, whether it's Versace or Gucci Gucci, (laughs) or Dolce & Gabbana. And they'll send you a 30-day supply. I got Dolce & Gabbana, and I love it. It's 120 sprays, enough to apply more than four times a day. Not sure what type of scent you're looking for. Sort colognes by and perfumes by brand, occasion, season, style, and more. Or take Scentbird's True Scent Quiz to discover more personalized recommendations. And this is coming from a guy that pretty much has worn the same cologne for the last three or four years. I'm a one-cologne type of guy. I don't like mixing it up. It has to be something really good for me. But this Dolce & Gabbana one, I wish I could pronounce it. It would be great. Probably all this congestion in my head that doesn't let me speak today. But um, Dolce & Gabbana, uh, I I love the one that they gave me. And with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash Steve and use my code Steve for 50% off your first month. Again, that's S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash Steve For you to try your first cologne or perfume for just $7.50. Sign on. Smell amazing. Also want to talk to you about the next generation Bona Premium Spray Mop for hardwood floors. Includes a microfiber cleaning pad and hardwood floor cleaner all in one wonderful package. Together the mop and the cleaner provide an effective clean which is quick and easy to use and leaves no dulling residue. It's the perfect solution for simply beautiful floors. The Bona premium spray mop comes with a full size, ready to use hardwood floor cleaner and a microfiber cleaning pad that is both machine washable and reusable. The cartridge can be refilled with your favorite Bona floor cleaner, like the hardwood floor cleaner, original formula, stone tile and laminate cleaner, or the free and simple hardwood floor cleaner. The comfort grip and foam handle provide extra support for cleaning sessions, and the extra large base plate allows for fast, effective cleaning. In fact, it cleans 40% faster than the leading competitor. Plus, soft, flexible corners prevent damage to baseboards and furniture. There's even a retractable hanging hook for easy storage. I'm not one that likes to clean at all. Like, at all. The biggest cleaning that I ever do is with a Swiffer, and this Bona blows that out of the water. So... Bona Premium Spray Mop is available at most retailers where floor cleaning products are sold on Amazon and Bona.com. Also try Bona's Premium Spray Mop for stone, tile, and laminate floors. To receive exclusive offers and to learn more, visit Bona.com, that's B-O-N-A.com, slash Reality Steve. Now, let's return to our interview with Mark Wahlberg. You know, with John and Katie, Katie's taken a lot of heat online for the things that she has said about john and on one hand you, you can say she's being honest about how she felt on the other hand you could say she could have worded things a little better as so as to not demean her boyfriend or someone that she cares about for three years uh, where do you stand on katie's treatment of john
0: all right um, i've been asked this and i've skated it i'll just be straight up with it now because let's just be straight up i like katie i know katie from my experience is a sweet Caring, loving person. Okay. And so the caveat I'm gonna caveat I'm gonna give you is people, people's sensibilities and sensitivities are unique unto themselves. So there were things that Katie said that in my opinion were insensitive, mm-hmm. even if they were true. There was a way to couch them differently. Yeah.
2: For instance,
0: there was it was insight to find out that she's tired of babying him and motivating him, and she's concerned about him as a provider. He seems a little lazy to, on her side, and I think that's legit criticism that is not that hurts your feelings when you hear it. But you're allowed to say that. You yeah. need to say that. Saying things like you you make me not want to have children. You have to be pretty desensitized in that moment, right? to not realize the weight and pain you cause with that statement. Yeah. So either you want that to hurt or you're really just obtuse in the moment and didn't realize, and therefore there's a blind, si- blind spot in your sensitivity. So there are things she said in that he's not an alpha male, he's not the kind of man I see raising kids, that kind of stuff is, is poking the bear, in my opinion, and any adult would realize that that's, that's really, really painful for a man. That said, the sentiment of what she's getting at is legit, and she should find someone that's more that for her. She doesn't want to have to motivate her guy. I don't know John. I'm not going to give John a benefit of the doubt he doesn't earn. I know him from what I know, but I don't know. He might be a couch potato at home. He might not be motivated. He might not be those things that she wants. But, you know, where Temptation Island is about rigor and honesty, there were a couple – moments where i questioned are is your point here to make the and be honest or is your point to dig the sword in a little bit and so um i don't judge her for that i am just saying that lets me know where you are emotionally you guys are you're not in love you don't say that to somebody you're in love with you you guys are throwing around the words i love her i love her but one john you're not going to love somebody who speaks to you that way and two katie you don't love a man that you feel that way about so let's be careful with those phrases
1: yeah um then we have Evan and Casey. Um, I don't even know where to start with them. Uh, we'll get to their final bonfire in a second. But something you had talked about earlier, the lightning in a bottle phrase that you mentioned in the earlier episodes, and I believe you even said it, that's that's what you had when you met your wife. I'm assuming that's where Evan was at with Morgan. Uh, something just about the two of them, it just clicked, which is it's just fine if that's the way he felt, so be it. Um, but with him, it's more about how, I mean, it, it seems like the – consensus on social media is how he's gone about doing this and i mean there's so many different angles we can get here but just overall in general what was your take on the evan and casey and morgan situation
0: so you have to understand that in my job it is imperative that i don't judge if i sit in judgment then i'm a pontificating jerk uh which i come off as anyway a lot of times on the so but that's not my intention. My intention is to help them and be an advocate for them to get what they think they need out of an extreme and ridiculous concept. So my my impression was Casey's driving the bus and Evan has a is a handsome sexy boy who tends to get caught up in the moment and has made some bad choices in the past, right? Yeah. And so social media's take on as soon as Evan had a chance to fool around, he got fooling around, right? Yeah. I make the point in the final episode, and I stand by it. Yeah, he may have been the first to stray and completely betray everything he said before he said about his girlfriend. But when he did, it was with one girl out of 12 and he was not interested and made it clear and blatant that he wasn't about to fool around with anybody else. This was not a player playing the field. This is a guy who may have really met somebody that's making a difference. Now, I was still reserving the feeling of I know dudes, and he's a handsome, sexy guy, and it comes easy for him, and he might be a little bit of a player, but one of those kind of players that doesn't realize he's a player, like his his heart's true, he just, falls, he just questions a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I I had to make the point. I was like, look, this is painful. This is not, uh, you know, this isn't what anybody signed up for um, in, in the sense of what you thought. But you seem to be completely taken by Morgan. Is it a crush? Only time will tell. I mean, now we could talk about the whole thing because we're post airing, right? Yeah. So, you know, it looks like he and Morgan are in it for the long haul. And I got to tell you, Morgan's vibe seems to counterbalance his boyishness and scatteredness. And she's very real. So the first thing I want to say is that Morgan was not a homewrecker. Morgan entered into a thing, hoping to find love in an experience that everyone knew from the beginning, what it was. Right. Yeah. So she didn't come there with the idea of, I'm going to cut this dude away from his girlfriend. She came there saying, I'm hoping to find love. And you know, I like you now. Casey, let's talk about Casey. So when I first met them, I was like, oh, boy, man, she is like, I want the ring. I want the this. I want the that. Right off the bat, she realized she was in deep and she took all that back. So from not knowing any of their history, you're going to go, she's the victim here. He's a jerk and she's willing to change. If only she could tell him he would then marry her and all would be great. But in The Final Bonfire, it becomes apparent that this is a cycle. He has a cycle of straying. She has a cycle of laying heavy on the um, ultimatums and then pulling them back and going, I'm sorry, I love you. It's okay. Mm -hmm. So they both have this unhealthy cycle of not leaving one another but hurting one another is my take on it. Mm. I I think Casey's a terrific girl, but this is not a good thing for her. She then says later. And I think uh, Evan's a great guy, but he was never going to marry Casey. And they were together with obligation, it seemed like.
1: Yeah. No, it almost seems like it was just because we've been together five years, That's, I guess it just means we're supposed to be together, but this process seemed to— Not even
0: that. We've been together through five years through great trauma, where we've seen each other at our worst, and we've been there for one another. So you don't want to throw that away— even if it's broken because you will kind of feel the need to honor, but she stood there when the shit was in the fan. Yeah. Right. So, and I give her credit for that, but at the same time, either he's a player and a liar, but when he was talking about being manipulated by her, I believe that's true. I don't think she did it maliciously, but I think that's just the nature of a dysfunctional relationship. And I think that she had her, you know, fingers burned many times with him. So, you know, It was very painful. I was really stressed about that bonfire, and I didn't like going head-to-head with uh, with Casey at all, but um, in the end of the day, I don't feel bad about where they ended up, and I think that Morgan – I can't say enough good things about Morgan. I mean, she just – every time you see her, she's just like, what you see is what you get, unless I was fooled, but I don't think so.
1: Do you think that if Evan leaves Casey a video message earlier on, the final bonfire, I mean – Casey's still going to be upset regardless, but do you think it doesn't go the way it does because maybe she would have had a bit of a heads up if he would have left her that message, which he says was his biggest mistake? Okay.
0: Nah. Um, First of all, you got to remember that Casey chose not to watch a bonfire already at that point. Like she chose, I don't want to know. Right? Yeah. And, Also, in listening to her talk, even up to the final bonfire, even though the writing was pretty much on the wall, she still was withholding a possibility that only she thought was possible. Right. Yeah. So I don't think it would have changed. It would have changed her game. She might have gotten a little bit more. um, Well, there's not a lot you could do. Maybe she would have been more desperate to get him to know that, you know, try to get a message. But I don't think. Yeah, I just don't know how they could have influenced each other's um, decisions or game any differently with more information there. I think what was happening was happening. Look, Steve, I say this all the time. It's a ridiculous show. It's a TV show that people come on, even though they think they know what they're doing. They have no idea what they're getting into. And I don't profess to this being some great science, but I got to tell you something, man. It's real. It It just becomes real. So I don't. You can play the game however you want, but it's going to wash out the way it washes out.
1: Yeah. Um. On to the final bonfires.
0: The point. There's no prize.
1: Yeah, I know. It's either like you said, stay together, or leave with someone, or leave single. Uh, that That's means, it. Um, That's it. On the final bonfires, you really, <clears throat> you really nailed it with Carl and Nicole. And I wanted to ask you how you take your job as host of the show because when Carl and Nicole initially said. They both want to stay together and try and work on things. You easily could have said, "Okay, great, wish you guys the best. What made you step in and say, "Hey, this is great and all, but you guys can barely even look at each other, let alone you haven't even shook hands. uh what made you step in because well, if you don't say that, do you think they they leave the island together, uh,
0: if I don't say that and they walk out, they probably somewhere in the s u v area would have had some breakdown and maybe some more drama For TV but I don't know if they're gonna And if they had left the island together I wasn't gonna be there because I knew from Nicole's communication that she Was I, I wouldn't say she was 100% Sure what she wanted to do but I knew she was Stealing herself to say Things she was scared to say And that that athlete mentality Of just you know take the hit And you know don't show Your pain was apparent, But the, but the reason I said, what I said was not motivation by TV or anything else. It was what it was. They sat down. They didn't even look at each other. I was amazed after 30 days, you don't even hug. I was surprised by everybody. It might've been the vibe we created, but that surprised me. The way they talked to one another was just, it just wasn't real. And I knew them well enough at this point that I had to say, and I said, it wasn't scripted. I said what I felt. I'm like, I'd love for you to leave right now together and happy and in love, but I'm not getting it. You didn't even shake hands. You barely are looking at each other. Do you think you want to try again? You know? And that's, I said, you know, I was saying what the audience was saying. If I don't let them walk out right now, what do you think the audience would have said? They would have said, oh, Wahlberg, you just got suckered. You know, everyone knows that's not good. That wasn't it. So I just said, look, this is really awkward. I just said what was in the room. This is awkward. You guys are saying one thing, but your body language and everything about it is not true. You owe it to each other to be honest before you leave.
1: Yeah, and I want to say so, that I'm I mean gonna, I, I want to say that all four couples, maybe except Javen and Shari, that initial where the where the second person walks in, I don't think any of the couple, the person that was already there, stood up and gave the other a hug. Like it was really you would think after know,
0: three weeks the away. Only one, <laughs> the only one the only one who couldn't hold his hands back was Javen. Yeah. He was talking to her on the way up the walk, and as <laughs> soon as he sat down, his hand went on her hip. He just was could not get back to her quick enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they were all reserved. And I, I I I'm gonna give them a little benefit of the doubt here, you guys. That bonfire situation is messed up for them. <laughs> it is not fun. Yeah. Right? The tension is real. The nights, a long night of waiting. And I'm not particularly anybody you want to see at the bonfire, even though I try to be warm and friendly and try not to be a jerk. it's not a good time. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt of just just freaking out nerves. And in nicole and Nicole's case, I mean, Carl is one thing, but Nicole was locked up, uptight, yeah. stressed about this. Yeah. And I get it, you know. And so to be honest with you, I was. You know, I'm sure I'm going to catch all sorts of crap that I was like Evan's, you know, wingman to get Casey out of there. And I was Nicole's wingman to get Carl out of there. That's not the case. The case was I'm indifferent, but that wasn't real. And my whole thing is you got to you got to be authentic or it's just going to not be good for anybody. It's not good TV. It's not good for you. And it's not honest to me. So, yeah. What the fuck, guys, you know, that's your time to turn and talk to one another. So do it.
1: When when John and Katie were arriving for the final bonfire, did you have it in your head that they were done? And
2: did it uh, did it play out like you expected? I
0: have... Yeah, I mean, listen, as you guys do who watch the show sit and go, I know this is what's gonna happen, this is what's going on, this is what's going on. Well we can't help but do that either. And I was there with my wife and we were talking about it nonstop. It was intriguing. So, I mean, I kind of saw Katie and Dr. Johnny and having a vibe, and I was kind of rooting for John and Catherine because I got to be honest with you, Catherine, she's terrific. I like her a lot. She's awesome. Yeah. And she, I think, really genuinely like John. And I think John is a really terrific guy, just not Katie's guy. So I was kind of going, I don't think they should be together, but let's see what happens. I think John is just you know, you know, ironically, passive enough to take the hit and say, if you want to work it out, I'll work it out. And I don't know where Katie's at because, you know, to be honest with you, she was kind of connecting with with Dr. Johnny. But even that I wasn't sure there was an emotional connection. Like I look for goo goo gaga stuff. Yeah. Right. Not the sex stuff. That's easy enough to generate. (laughs) I look for the Butterflies, giggly, awkward. Oh my god! Stuff kind of Evan and Morgan stuff, right? Mm. And uh, you know, so I wasn't entirely surprised by where people were. I was a little surprised by how they, how they greeted one another and how they spoke to one another was surprising. And they needed some help, I thought.
1: Now, for Evan and Casey's final bonfire, was it as hard to be there witnessing it in person as it was? For us watching at home, because let's say it, that was brutal to watch. Casey just felt brutal. She felt like a broken I woman to me at that, that point.
0: Until, I didn't shoot that until probably 10, 30, 11 at night by the time we got to them. I don't remember, quite frankly. But at 930 in the morning, I was uptight about seeing the two of them. One, because like I said, Casey and I had had, like in the first bonfire, they cut it out. But I called her out for not being straight with me. She was saying all these platitudes, in my opinion. Right. And I finally said, you know, I said, look, you know, I'm going to be your advocate here, but sometimes it's going to be tough love. And I basically was saying, I'm not buying what you're selling and you're going to have to get real with me. And then she kind of got uptight with me and kind of was like, you know, I don't feel safe at this point. You know, why are you singling me out and this that, and the other? And we left it at that. I moved on. And the next day I saw her and she threw her arms around me and I hers and said, you know, I'm sorry if I pushed too much. But I'm really sorry. You're only doing your job. And I was uptight and, you know, it's all good. So we had that kind of – so then when I would see her at Bonfire, she kind of gave me like a handshake or a pat just to say, you know, I get it and, you know, we're good. And so um, I was really nervous for her because I think she was going to get blindsided. And I wasn't nervous for Evan. I was nervous for Morgan because I wasn't sure if he was going to be smarmy and just, you know, crush her, right? Yeah. So – I was really uptight and I did not expect after he delivers the thing, I didn't expect her to just straight up plead. And that made it. And then I started to see what I looked like manipulation to me. You know, she goes from being really truly emotionally upset. And then sometimes she's crying, but no tears are coming out. And that makes me a little scared, you know? Mm. And, uh, and then Evan was kind of crying, but I was trying to discern, are you being legit or are you just playing this? And, uh, you know, it just was a lot and it was real and it was emotional and my heart was breaking for them both. But, you know, again, I'm older than them. So I kind of felt like a dad and I'm like, all right, you guys, you're, you're in it. So let's get to the other end of it. And, uh, how can I help you? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think I really pissed Casey off when I said, sometimes we take our relations to our next uh, our lessons to our next relationship. I think that really stung and if I had to do over, I might've not been so heavy handed, but, Um, I did what I did.
1: Yeah. I mean, overall for Evan, um, my sense is that there was more to this relationship pre-show that we ever really knew. And I'm guessing for sure. um, My guess is that Evan was no longer in love with Casey anymore. And this was his way out. That's the way I see it because I don't think he could be madly in love with Casey and do what he did. I think it was way more broken before they ever appeared on the island. And that's See, why it played out the, the way they did.
0: The 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 people on this show, I always call them the kids on the show because I'm a few years older. I, here's the thing I know from my own personal life. The phrase love means something when you say it until it's redefined by the next level. And you realize, why was I throwing that phrase around? That was nowhere near love. That's what Carl and Nicole were saying. Yeah. Right. So when they're saying, I love John, but I love Casey, but I don't think they're lying. I think that's what they knew the definition of love to be. And what I keep saying from the beginning is this island thing is going to give you new definitions. You're going to have questions, but they're going to change because your whole understanding of it should deepen. Right. It should deepen. If not, you don't have the capacity to really love. So I, I, I'm not saying they weren't really in love. I'm saying they thought that that's what love was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right? And now. Oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, my phone. Are you still there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're just getting a recalibration, as it were, of, and a new definition, a new depth of what, oh, I'm becoming an adult. So maybe that's what love is about, you know? Think about it. Junior high love starts at 9 in the morning and ends at lunchtime, you know? Yeah. And then high school, you start dating for a little bit longer. And college, it's like, oh my God. And you get, they break up with you and you don't eat for a month. And you're like, holy shit, I'll never have pain like that again. And then as you go further and further, you realize how deep life is and how much there is. And how, I always define it as, you know, you guys talk about love and lust and like and all that. And I'm like, it's about need. You know, I'm like whether it's attractive or not, I don't really I don't think I can make it through my life without my wife. You know, and sometimes we can't even stand each other, but I know I can't make it. So I keep saying there's a whole other level that you guys have yet to access because you're young and that's exactly why you can't attempt violence. That's exactly it. So yeah, I don't I don't discount them saying I love you. I just think they get a new definition of it and that's what changes.
1: Yeah. No, I mean it was it was definitely hard to watch. Uh Casey was m- most certainly a, a broken woman at, at that point with with the pleading and the just yeah. begging. I mean, it was
0: Yes. It was tough. But let me say this about that. That phrase broken woman. Yes, it was a dark low moment for her. Right? But I said to her then, I said you're going to be okay because you know what? She isn't broken. She's human. She actually had the bravery to say exactly it. Instead of trying to front in a moment, go all right. Well, I want the best for you, and then doing what people say in a breakup, and then going home and just you know sobbing. She let it all hang out. And I was very clear by this point, And I said to her, "I said you're much stronger than you give yourself credit for. And I know you feel frail, and I know this is vulnerable, and I know you're going to have feelings and anxiety, and and you should take care of yourself and talk to somebody. But you're not broken." You know, you're going to be okay. You're a strong woman. And she is a strong woman, as you know, because you've spoken to her this whole time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's she seems to be doing... She's not broken. Yeah. Well, she was in that moment. That's what I was... Yeah. She's certainly, I think, oh, now of she's words. totally, she seems to be in a much right. better place in her life now. Um, she seems happy. Well, um, and but yeah. I
0: think a lot of times that's another problem in a relationship is our fear for the confrontations keeps us in a relationship we shouldn't be in because we're afraid the other end of it is so dark we're going to we're not going to survive it if he breaks up with me i'm going to die right yeah or if i break up with her it's going to kill her and then we stay in relationships we shouldn't be in yeah and i and that's yeah so yes it's devastating in the moment but the only way out is through
1: yeah and i think that i think that you said it i mean i think you put it as succinctly as you could evan was never going to marry her and that's it, it, so it played out on a television and show. It's it sucks the way it did, but
0: and if he, she'd have gotten that ring, her family would have still never liked Evan. Yeah, It was never going to be good.
1: Yeah, no, that's um, you know. So, so, so it made for great TV, though. I mean, we, I mean, it was it was, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, watching that on Tuesday yeah. night, it was it was brutal. But uh, like you said, everyone, we got the update brutal. on everybody. Brutal. Um, they all seem to be doing good. And, um, like I said, Mark, I appreciate you coming on. I wanted to get you on at the end of the season to, to recap everything. Um, great first season or reboot of this season. Looking forward to, to season two. And, uh, obviously we'll, we'll definitely be in touch.
0: And I sure appreciate your support. You've been great all season long. You got it, Mark. Thank you. Okay, man.
1: Bye. Bye. One final sponsor to get to you that we talked about last time. They're back again. That's New Use. It comes from a New You, a fitness platform that streams live and on-demand classes from top instructors and workout concepts from around the world. Unlike other apps, New You has over 40 fitness concepts like Vixen Workout, which is an empowering and sexy dance workout. You've got the Brave Body Project, a body positive cardio boot camp, Con Body, a boot camp that was developed in prison, and Jane Doo a fun workout created by two Radio City Rockettes that you can do with your own girlfriends. Plus, yoga, boxing, meditation, pre- and postnatal, and much, much more. Filter by body focus, length of time, and even by high or low impact to find the perfect workout for any time. And stream from any device, iOS, Android, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or a computer. Then, use the equipment you have on hand from dumbbells to your own body weight. Sign up on the web at new you com and use the code Steve to receive one month free that's n e o u fitness.com promo code Steve now let's get back to the podcast uninterrupted for the remainder of the podcast thanks to Mark for that I I appreciate him coming on and you know yeah he might have taken the middle ground on, on a few things he wasn't he was being very objective as he should be as a host um You know, uh, I I understand his stance perfectly, but he really shared some good insight into this season, and I think he does an excellent job as a host. Um, You know, we're used to watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette where Chris Harrison really just comes on to tap a wine glass, you know, once every two hours. Doesn't really offer much in terms of the host. Yeah, he'll sit down and talk with people every once in a while, but Mark Wahlberg did more in 11 episodes of Temptation Island this season then Chris Harrison has probably done in 10 seasons of the bachelor and bachelorette. It just, but that's just the nature of the show. His job is not to offer much advice. He does on occasion talking about Chris Harrison, but I think Mark Wahlberg does an excellent job of, of hosting the show and, and kind of steering that ship. So thanks to him for coming on. Now let's get to Casey Campbell. Um, first time in 11 weeks, we're able to talk about things freely and, um, You are going to really get a lot of insight as to this Evan and Casey relationship. I'll I'll tell you that much. Uh, It's a very, very interesting talk. She's been basically muzzled for nine weeks because there's just things she couldn't talk about. And now the season is over. You've seen it all play out. She'll talk a little bit more in detail about everything um, from what happened this season, what happened preseason, and even what happened post-show. Just a very interesting conversation with Casey Campbell. So let's get to that now. All right, let's bring her in. We've had her on all season. Uh, You've heard her for nine weeks. We took last week off because there just wasn't a lot to talk about considering three of the four couples' finalities were in Tuesday night's episode. But uh, Casey Campbell is here to join us to recap (laughs) this season and – answer so many questions that she could not answer during the season Casey thanks for joining us hey
3: how are you doing thanks for
1: having me uh, I'm doing okay um, fighting through this so bear <laughs> with me um, God just been sick as a dog for three days anyway let's uh Aww. I don't even know where don't to s- <laughs> thank you I I don't even know where to start with you with this Um <laughs> Just because I know, you know, right? there are so many things during the season that you just couldn't address. And yeah. here's here's the funny thing. you know, I, All season I said, look, I don't want to be spoiled. I don't want to know what happens. And for about the first three or four weeks of the season, my predictions in my head were, after, especially after speaking to you in the first three or four weeks of the season, I was convinced you and Evan were still together. That's how good you were. I was convinced. Of
0: yeah, that. yeah.
1: Um I thought totally. sh- I thought Shaven and uh Shaven. <laughs> uh Javen and <laughs> I I thought jo- uh Javen and Shari were done. I thought John and Katie I know, right? I, I thought John and Katie were done and the the couple that I was on the fence about was Nicole and Carl. I needed to see more of them. So obviously things yeah. drastically changed as the season went on. Um we can yeah, now we, we can now finally address the fact that yes the someone that was at the restaurant the night Evan and Morgan Evan proposed to Morgan it got <laughs> out, it got out on Twitter yes I'm fully aware I've known for three or four weeks that yes they got engaged which obviously meant you guys broke up on the island but we could not address it we can now no um, we had to pretend <laughs> um the the thing is you know I asked around about what the hell happened like why did you why would they film that. Something you know, a show that was trying to keep everything so secret. Why would they let something? Why would they film something like that in a public place? And apparently, everybody in that restaurant um, signed an NDA, and somebody just decided to break. It. I heard
3: that. <laughs> yeah, um, I heard that, and I actually heard that
1: they um,
3: they went around and took everybody's phones that worked there and stuff. So somehow someone like kept a phone or something like so
1: crazy yeah and the funny thing is i mean i took screenshots of it because that guy who took the pictures and posted it that it was gone from twitter within 24 hours he took him down but i took screenshots of it it's literally a professor at george washington university who just happened to be there for dinner who knew nothing nothing about anything (laughs) in regards to this show he's just like Oh, hey, look right? and, they, and they had to That's film innocent. it. And they had to film him proposing 3 different times to get the right angles, like, yeah. Um anyway. Uh so yeah, let's get that out of the way. Uh first off, <laughs> gosh. Um let uh, let's just start with what you saw last night. Um yes. your your final bonfire. Um when you watched it back, what what were you th- <laughs> what were you thinking watching it back?
3: um I mean I'm not gonna lie it's like so cringeworthy I just can't even um but with that said I mean I've been really open about the fact and like other podcasts and like other articles like I full-blown blacked out like I can't even a lot of it I don't even remember like I remember bits and pieces of it um but no I totally blacked out I was in complete and like just utter shock and panic and I looking back and watching it like you can see like I'm just so overwhelmed I'm so shocked I just don't even understand what's even happening like how it's possible and that's why I'm just like begging and it's horrible it's cringeworthy like no woman should ever have to be in that position or feel like she has to beg for a man or someone to love her and yeah it was really gnarly to watch I was it was hard I was with my friend and like we're on the couch eating in and out and We're just like, I'm literally, I was hiding underneath the pillow from most of it. Like I couldn't even watch some of it. And I would keep like peeking out from the pillow and like, we're laughing and like, oh man, it was, yeah, it was an interesting night. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was
1: tough to watch because I I don't, I don't think that you ended up doing what you wanted to do, which was.
0: No, not at all.
1: What you told Val, which was, I want to stay strong in this and I will stay strong. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of begging and a lot of pleading for him not to do
3: this. Yeah, and, like, honestly, like, I'm already getting emotional. This is going to be a good podcast, Steve, but, like, that's how I get with Evan. (laughs) Like, I get, um, I'm just, like, so not myself, and I get, um, I get, like, that. So just to see, like, I don't know how different I am with Val and, like, someone that actually treats me, right, and then seeing how I am with Evan, I mean, it's horrifying, and it's just, like, it's a blessing, honestly. It really is. Um...
1: I I I I spoke with with Mark Wahlberg yesterday, and my my my, yeah, and he was definitely he definitely admitted to the fact that you and him had some rough times out there, but eventually he was you guys you guys came around, and um, you were the one that he definitely had more dealings with than than the other seven in yeah we definitely
3: bonded because of all of that for sure yeah
1: um and i i think a lot of this goes back to stuff that you know in the in the very first episode we get a little i don't know two or three minute intro video of who all the couples are and we see you and evan and we got a little backstory about evan's about evan's past and they threw, threw that out there but I don't know. After watching this all through and listening to you every week, and 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 speaking to Evan, you know, midway through the season, there is for what happened on this show. My my take on it, and maybe I'm wrong, and uh, I, I want your opinion on this. But, I'd
3: love to hear it.
1: <laughs> um, Mark said it, and um, I, I I tended to agree with him when he said it, and then I had another thought on it. Um, Evan was never going to marry you.
3: I agree a hundred percent
1: okay, so you agree, yeah,
3: no, my family agrees. I agree um, all of our friends agree, mutual friends I mean yeah, it's um it's definitely it's a crazy situation that I was in that Evan was in, and I think that Evan was telling me things that he thought I wanted to hear for yeah. a really long time and I think instead of just keeping it real with me and just being like, Hey, like we've been in each other's lot li- in each other's lives for so long, but I just don't see us being together forever. And I don't see you being my future wife. Like uh, that would have been just like so much more respectable than just like telling everyone that we know and like everyone that loves both of us, like a totally different story. Um but I agree with Mark 100%. Looking back on the show, I think Evan went into Temptation Island with a completely different game plan than the one he told me about. And you know what? That's that's fine because I'm out of the situation. He's out of the situation. But, yeah, Mark is not wrong. Evan 100% was never going to marry me and definitely had ulterior motives going to the show
1: for sure yeah i i got i got the sense through all this now that evan when when he left for the show your relationship was way more broken than he made it out to be and that he was no exactly he was no longer um i mean i'm sure he loved you as a person but he was no longer in love with you anymore and i think this was his way out that's
3: that's
1: the impression yeah yeah
3: definitely um a hundred percent and now honestly like looking back like there's so many times where the i i like truly did feel that and i did try to like get out of the situation and i think just because i don't know we're both comfortable with each other and like we were both best friends and like our lives were so intertwined i don't even know Because I really, I'm trying hard not to believe that Evan's a malicious person. I'm really trying hard not to believe that. But every time I would try to get out of the situation, Evan would say things to suck me back in. Like, his biggest thing was like, Casey, we've been in each other's lives for so many years. Like, it's a long-term relationship. We're not going to love each other. Like crazy in love every day we're gonna fight some days like that's normal so he definitely it was it was a lot of just like mixed signals like I really truly can't stress that enough
1: yeah I just I got the sense that Evan uh you know you know you've said it in a couple interviews that um you know it, it in you can say it again now Tell everybody what he um was was saying before you left the show to family and friends,
3: yeah, um so yeah, a bunch of things I mean there's a in a few instances. Sorry, um, there's been a few instances. So basically with my family filming after the camera crew left, um, my mom and dad were very honest with Evan. And they were just like, you know, like, we don't know if this is necessarily a good idea. Like, this is called Temptation Island, like, da, da, da. and Evan really like laughed out loud. And he was just like, you guys, like, we're using them, like, we're using production. Um, we're going to use it for a paycheck to put money into our wedding. Like you guys have nothing to worry about. And my mom and dad were just like kind of laughing with him. Like, oh, okay. Like, it sounds like you have it figured out then. So that was like one instance. And then another instance, like three weeks before we left, um, my best friend got married. He came to the wedding with me and he was telling people there, like my best friend, Nikki, she'll, she'll actually speak if he says that this isn't true. He literally was watching me dance on the dance floor. I was not there for this conversation him and her were standing next to each other. And Nikki and him actually, um, they had a close relationship. Like they talked all the time and like kind of got each other. She's a guy's girl and she's standing with him by um, the dinner table, watching me dance on the dance floor, just being my crazy self. And he literally told her, he's like, I am so in love with that girl. I cannot wait to marry her. And Nikki is telling Evan, like, oh, my God, like, you guys are so cute, like, you guys are so meant to be, like, I'm so happy for you, this is the best news, da-da-da-da, and then um, another instance, we were going out with a bunch of our mutual friends, um, some of his friends, and we went out to, like, a rooftop bar, like, I think, like, three or four days before filming, same thing, every single person, he's telling them, he can't wait to marry me, he's gonna use the show to get money and buy me a ring, and He's going to propose, and he told his brothers this. He told his family this. I mean, so many people, it's just crazy. But again, looking back, he clearly had a different game plan and different intentions. But that is not what he told everyone that knows us and who we are and has been in our lives for years and years and years. Like, that's just the honest-to-God truth. And many people are, are a, would back that.
1: Okay. And, you know, and, and, you know, I, I, appreciate you saying that. And because now that this is all, yeah. over, I, I, now that this is all over, um, there is, um, Evan is going to have his platform wherever it may be. Uh, I'm, oh, sure totally. he, I'm sure he's going to come on this podcast and he's coming after you. I can tell you right now. And Oh
3: yeah. No, he's coming for me for sure. Him and Morgan, they're on a mission. Like they've made that very clear. And, like, I get it. Like, you know, like, they've gotten hate this whole season. And, like, last night, like, I definitely didn't have my best moment. So They're going to have their moment right now. And I don't know. I just kind of wish they would spend more time and energy into, like, their marriage and their engagement because it should be a happy time instead of, like, spending their energy coming for me. But, yeah, no, I know he's going to come go off. And I'll just say it's lies. I mean, his people that know him – have admitted to me and apologized for his behavior and the fact that he has a problem with honesty. That's just, it's sad, but it's true.
1: (laughs) And, 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 you know, I know you say it's lies, but he's going to come on and he's going to say that you're lying. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a, he said, she said, um, just so we, just so we're clear that we know it's, it's going to be Casey's lying. She makes herself out to be the victim all the time. This is what she does. Like this is what's coming from his (laughs) side. And, um, you know, um, usual. I, you know, I, it's, you know, I'm here in the middle and I'm just going to let you guys tell your stories (laughs) and, (laughs) and, and, and let it, and let it fall where it may be. Um, and let people choose who they want to decide to believe on this. Um,
3: and I also want to say, like, I don't even really want there to be sides. Like I really, truly just like, I wish that from the start of this like Evan and Morgan would like I just said would have just gone and like on their happy way like it was a sad thing that happened like we had a horrible breakup like you guys are together and in love but they just had not stopped coming for me so it's like at, at some point like I have to defend myself like I've been silent for long enough and I'm not gonna just let this person that has honestly lied and manipulated about me for years and now publicly just get away with it like people need to know like this is not this is not okay what he's being told what he's telling people it's insane
1: well i i maybe i'm out of the loop on this what is what have evan and morgan been doing
3: oh you don't you don't know about everything no i <laughs> no, uh, not girl?
1: not really Um uh, <laughs> I, I i haven't seen anything oh my god i haven't seen anything publicly yeah no. what have they yeah. done
3: so they um all sorts of stuff. I mean, they've both gone live like multiple times, uh, and I don't know. I find it strange because like Morgan's literally never met me or spoken to me, and even to this day, like I truly have like no ill will like for her. Like I don't blame her for anything. I I actually think she's a beautiful girl. I've said it publicly. I think she is a good girl that got herself in a weird situation, a bad situation. So I don't know why she's coming for me, but I'm pretty sure she's just believing everything that Evan's ever told her about me. And I've been in her situation. I've been her where Evan is telling me crazy stuff about his ex-girlfriend. So I know what the type of stuff she's hearing, and I get it. And I, I don't blame her. I'm not upset. But, yeah, they've done multiple lives. Basically, everything that Evan has ever told me, everything about our life that was true, he's saying is not true they've told me that i'm a, they've told people i'm a mean hateful controlling uh um, master manipulator that i'm a professional victim uh they've talked about things from my past i mean literally like hours long longs of lives like two hours long um multiple lives um she's gone on with other cast members, other single girls. Um, they claim that they're not body shaming me, but she has friends that are putting like skeleton gifts of me, um, lots and lots of stuff. And I've done nothing, but just keep it classy and like stayed out of it and just answered what I, what I've had to as respectfully as possible. And these people just, they won't leave me alone. <laughs> hmm. It's really wild to be honest. <laughs>
1: um, so, when I have Evan on, and if I say Evan, Casey said before the show that you told her parents we're using the show. I'm going <laughs> to use this money to put towards our wedding. He's just going to say I never said that.
3: Yeah, a hundred percent. He's going to say that. He also told a reporter that like he's only seen my parents like a couple of times, and they were like mean to him in his life. Um, in his life, that he's going like- to. Say-
1: in his life, he's seen them a couple yeah, times? That's what
3: he, he, yeah, apparently. And I'm just like, okay, you've been on a family vacation. You've been to multiple birthdays of mine. You've been to Christmas. You've been to Thanksgiving. You've been to my mom and dad's birthdays. You were at my brother's wedding. Like, I don't know what he's saying. Like, My family's gotten him amazing Christmas presents. They wanted such a relationship with this man, and they really wanted to be there for him, and he wanted no part in it. And that was actually another issue in our relationship was that I had to walk on eggshells and be a different person around my family because Evan made my relationship with my family very, very strange because he refused to have one with my family. Um, So, yeah, he'll definitely 100% say without without a doubt. Hmm.
1: Wow, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, when speak for to sure. Him. Um,
3: oh, yeah. No, he will, for sure. Uh, um, yeah. Gosh. Uh, he also, by the way, told his family these things. His brothers, his mom. He told his family that he was going to use the show for a ring and proposed when he got home and he was going to travel like right around my birthday. I mean, this is not this is not just my family. He told his family these things as well. So it's just... I just wish he Own it. Like, just own it. Like, all him and Morgan need to do is just be like you know what? I told Casey all of these things before the show. It happened. I went on the show. I fell in love with Morgan. Did I handle it the best way? No, I didn't handle it the best way. But it is what it is. Like, let's go live our separate lives. I'm happy now. Casey's happy now. Like, let's just all be happy and move on. But that is just not, he's refusing to do that. He's just, he's swinging and he's fighting. And I don't think he'll ever stop, to be honest, until
1: all of this dies down eventually. Uh, um, are you, in terms of everything that happened at the end, it sounds like if I, I think your biggest problem seemed to be with, like I don't think you would have been too or as upset. I mean, you obviously would have been heartbroken regardless. So you you know you lose your boyfriend, yeah, someone you've known for ten years and exclusively <laughs> dated for the last five on a TV show. You're gonna be you're going to be upset and you're going to be, and you're going to be sad and you're going to be heartbroken of it. Um, but yeah. just kind of the way it went down, because like you said in the beginning, when we started talking and you mentioned it throughout the whole season was that you and Evan talked about every single scenario before this show came up and at no point, yep. And I think you even said, Hey, even if you do fall in love with somebody else and you realize I am not the woman for you <laughs> and you don't want to be with me anymore. Just please don't do it on TV. And so that seems to be the thing that really ends up being. So if you would say everything that played out the way it did, and he did fall for Morgan and Morgan is the true love of his life. And he realized, you know what? Whatever I experienced with Morgan in these three weeks is better than the last 10 years with Casey. I need to pursue Morgan. Yeah. How would you have wanted him to handle the show?
3: Go about that. Um, well, yeah, like kind of what you just said. I mean, Evan and I, we were very close for very long. And, um, uh, literally, I want to say it was like three days before we flew the Maui. Um, uh, I remember it very vividly. He was like laying in bed. I was sitting on the couch. We were watching a movie and, um, I like paused the movie and I like looked at him and I was emotional. I was like, you're going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but I truly feel like it needs to be said. And he was like kind of panicked. He's like, Oh my God, like baby, like what's wrong? Like little bird calm down. And I, I was don't, like, don't call, call me, don't call me
1: be. little bird. Don't go call me little
3: bird. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't call me <him> that. <laughs> yeah. So he's like trying to call you're funny. Just make me laugh. Um, I, so, yeah, he's like trying to calm me down. And I was like, Evan, if for some reason, like, you fall in love with a girl on the show or me, like, if I fall in love with a guy on the show, we owe it to each other to not blindside each other. And we're going to go home and just break up civilly and then pursue our new lives. And he literally, he was like panicked. He's like, oh my God, like, baby, really, like, don't think like that. Don't talk like that. Like, that's never going to happen. I'm never going to blindside you again. I promise. Me and him used to have this thing that we did where we would pinky promise and then kiss our fists. And it was like, that's like a bond. We did our whole pinky promise thing. He's like wiping my tears away. And I was like, okay, like there's no way. Like if he falls in love with someone, he will not humiliate me on national television. There's no way. And that is actually why, like in the bonfire last night, you see me, I'm just in complete and utter, just like cringe worthy begging panic mode because literally like I want to say like five or six days like before I was separated from him not five or six days I want to say maybe like a week or like eight or nine days eight or nine days before I was separated from him on Temptation Island he's at home promising me and wiping away my tears that there's no way he would do that to me and then he did it and he did it like with zero hesitation like like I can't even stress that enough how it was just like zero hesitation after like this man being in my life since I was 19 years old after everything I've gone through with him it was just like okay done with you on to the next and I was in shock and am I proud of the way I acted no not particularly but I don't think a lot of people can even comprehend what it's like to be in that kind of situation with someone that you truly believe was like your partner and your best friend and someone that would never do that to you. Let alone, you're with a bunch of strangers, a camera crew, and you're just your life's falling apart on national television. And somehow you have to go home and tell all of your family, all of your friends, your mutual friends, his family what happened. Because, but like he stayed in Maui for a few days after all this, and I had to go home and pick up the pieces. He didn't let his family know. That know what happened he didn't let anybody know not his friends like everyone's texting me asking me what's going on um the whole thing was just like so disrespectful and such a nightmare and just something that you don't do with someone that you shared a life with whether you're in love with them or not honestly and if the rules were switched if I fell in love with Val and wanted to pursue things with Val like I would never do to Evan what Evan did to me like there's no way and that's actually a big reason why Val wasn't at my bonfire because I didn't want val involved with it and i didn't want um i didn't want evan and val in the same situation i really wanted to keep those scenarios completely separate
1: <laughs> and i have a feeling that evan's answer to that is morgan basically things change he's going to say i yeah I, maybe he'll yeah. Admit, maybe he'll admit to saying that stuff to you before the show maybe he'll say i never said any of that but i think he's going to say yeah on the show I just I Morgan, ne- changed Morgan changed everything and things change. What can I say? Things yeah. change. And I fell for somebody that I never yeah. thought I would. Which I think he has said numerous yeah. times during the show. Like, I never thought that this was going to happen. And maybe he didn't. And yeah. maybe going in he didn't. But I also think that he wasn't being honest with himself pre show. No. I, I do think that he was checked out of your relationship. I, I really do because yeah, I do too. There's, there's no Everyone way there's does. no way that he and I and I will ask him this straight up. There, there is no way that he was still at level one hundred with you, you know, absolutely one hundred percent in love with you, and and would choose to go about ending the relationship the way he did. There's just no, no way. No, a hundred
3: percent. There's no way. You can, yeah, no, you, can fall, you can fall you can fall for Morgan
1: while you're out there and realize, oh wow, maybe somebody here is, you know, different than Casey, and she's bringing me something that I, you know, I've had a, you know, I've known Casey for so long, and you know, God, I've been, you know, a there's yeah. so many different ways to look at it. Like, oh, my God, he's been sleeping with the same woman for 10 years. Hey, it's somebody new. You know, it's <laughs> you know, it could be that. Like, yeah. hey, it's new and fresh. Like, everybody gets that when they, you know, enter a new relationship. Like, wow, it's yeah. new and fresh. And, oh, my ex is, oh, my God, my ex is like, doesn't even compare <laughs> to this new one. And then you realize when you settle down with this person and you're living with them and paying bills and dealing with day-to-day life, oh, okay. I mean, because... Let's face it. Yeah, Evan and Morgan totally met. Yeah, Evan and Morgan met on an island in Maui on a TV show where everything was daffodils and rainbows. Like I, I have no idea yeah, what's going on in their relationship now. Situation. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they're still together. It's been six months. Congratulations, they've made it six months. I mean, let, it's it's a time will yeah. tell situation. We we really don't know. But one yeah. thing I, one thing I want to get in with you is the timeline of everything. Um. So yep. te- so tell everybody once the show ended. And you flew back to California. Yeah. When you flew back to California and you had to literally, I mean, the show ends filming right at the beginning of October. You basically filmed all of September. It ends right at the beginning of October. Um, Yeah. You you know it's not going to premiere until January. You have to go three months of your life. Obviously, family and friends knew what was going on between you and Evan. But the public, you know, until the cast was even revealed, we didn't even know who, who you were. Um, But tell everybody, once you got back to L.A., what happened?
3: Yeah. um, So this is another thing that actually Morgan and Evan, they're both already, like, denying fiercely, which Morgan, I get because I guarantee Evan hasn't told her the whole truth. Um, And, yeah, this is this is some hard stuff i mean i get why evan is so defensive about it and why he feels the need to make up lies about me but it is the truth and it is what happened. and um many many people like i said that are close to us our family our close friends that have been in our lives for years i mean they all know what really happened and i also want to say like i never ever want to have to do anything like this i never do um But I have screenshots of everything. I mean, I have a voicemail from Evan. I have proof that he did these things. And, you know, like, I understand, like, he was probably in a weird, vulnerable, emotional place. And maybe he was confused and he was saying things to me and saying things to her. And maybe he made a mistake in the things that he was saying to me. But it did happen. And I just want to preface that before I say the whole story. Because I know people are just like, Casey's lying and Casey's a psycho and it's like no, I'm a very normal, self aware person that went through a really wild, traumatic breakup, and I was with a guy that was not treating me right for a long time. So this is what happened.
1: Okay, well, I, first I off, on hold on, hold on, real quick. I'm I'm glad that you said that because I I kind of know what's coming, and I was gonna ask you, <laughs> and I was gonna ask you, hey, um, in, in this day and age, it's almost like you have to prove you have to have proof of something like this, and you're saying that you yeah. have screenshots and a voicemail if if need be to release to everybody to back up what you're saying
3: like i said i don't i really truly don't ever want it to get to that point i really want it to be just like me and evan it's like we weren't meant to be okay like Yes he has manipulated me for many years I guess like because I was very blind to it maybe I have as well I don't believe I have I think I was fighting for a relationship that I thought was true and I didn't want to give up but we were in a bad situation and I really truly want us just to both go our separate ways and just stop going for each other it's like it happened it is what it is like you're getting married like I wish you all the best I wish you all the happiness I am single living my best life like wish me the best and like let's go our separate ways like I never wanted to get to that point but it did happen like he knows the truth like Evan if you are listening which I'm sure you are you know the truth bro like come on like stop pretending stop lying like just like let's move on like let Morgan know what's up and like let's move on because it's too much like it's just it's too much <laughs>
1: okay so with that said um maybe i'll have you I, I i might need to see this just privately so i know that this is yeah so when i speak to him and he tries to say that he never said it i'd be like evan i've i've seen and he the text, will he so.
3: already is he's already saying it's not true
1: okay all right so go so go ahead the timeline when you get back to california in okay. the beginning of october what happens yep
3: okay so i think i left um i think i left Maui. i want to say it was like I had a red-eye flight. I'm pretty sure it was the night of October 5th. And then I landed um, in LAX the morning of October 6th. Um, Morgan and Evan, they stayed in Maui with, I think, like, Brittany and Carl. And they had, like, a little vacation for, like, a, I don't know, like, a few days. Like, they we wrapped up filming, I think, like, the 3rd or the 4th. So they were there, like, Maui, like, the 3rd, the 4th, the 5th, the 6th, something like that. Um, so I land LAX, get in an Uber go back to our apartment, get to the apartment. His little brother's there with Ghost, and um, his little brother is just like devastated. I mean, we're crying together. I'm holding ghosts. Like we, both of us just like, don't even understand or know what, what happened. And he's trying to like get from me. He's like, so you're telling me like he's just in Maui with like another girl. And I'm like, yes, like he's with her, like their boyfriend, girlfriend. And we're just in shock and I'm not speaking with Evan. I'm over him. I'm done with him. Um, so then my birthday comes. So October 7th. So for, I'm in L.A. for a few days hanging out with Evan's little brother in our apartment. He's like going to work. I'm going to work. We're living normal life. Evan and Morgan and Maui. My birthday comes. Evan is wishing me happy birthday through text. He is staying in a hotel in downtown L.A. like a mile away from our apartment And the whole time, like, he's sending me birthday texts. He's talking to Austin about everything. Um, He's telling me, like, he's having anxiety attacks. He needs to see ghosts. He's telling me that he lost his best friend and partner that night. I mean, just going on and on and on, begging to see me. And he's saying, please, with periods at the end. And finally, Austin kind of had to step in and was just like, "Case, like, you guys have built a life together. Like, you have to talk to him. And I was like, okay, fine. So when, and especially when I heard that Evan was having anxiety attacks, like that's something that always kind of I really feel for because I deal with them as well. So I was just like, okay, like he can come over and see his dog, but I I prefaced, I was like, do not speak to me, Evan. You can come and see your dog. Like that's that. He comes over. Um, we didn't talk all night. He slept on the couch. The Next morning, I woke up. I was really upset, really furious, and he just kind of broke down and he's just sobbing and crying and. Now I'm sobbing and crying and it's so weird because I just went through this like crazy breakup and like he's not in love with me, he's just another girl. But I was like reassuring him, like I'm telling him like it's gonna be okay, like he's fine, like da da da. And he's just saying, like, he's doubting his feelings, he thinks the show pitted us against each other, just like all of this stuff. We spent the whole day together, we went and ran errands together, we went and got subway, we watched they watched the movie that night, stayed up all night. Um he's telling me there's hope for us that we're going to like live separate for a while. And like figure this out. He doesn't know what he did. We actually went to a grocery store together. And we, one thing that we used to always do was get chocolate chip cookies and bake cookies. We went to the grocery store and there weren't any chocolate chip cookies. And he's like crying in the grocery store. And I'm like rubbing his back and like calming him down. I mean, this is like, I can't make this shit up. And, so after we watched Lodge, we we've been up all night together. It's just like, I'm going to go to Virginia. I'm going to see Morgan. I'm going to figure out, like, what the heck I did. Goes to Virginia, and I think, like, day one into being in Virginia, he sends me the voicemail that I have, and he encouraged me to text him all day long. He encouraged me to call him. He's like, I'm figuring this out. I don't know what I did. And at the time, I was just like, I, I'm I, honestly looking back at how I was acting. It's so pathetic. And, again, I just want all women to know, never, ever stoop to this level for a man that doesn't treat you right. Like, it's not, like, know your self-worth. And at this moment in time, I was still very blind and did not know my self-worth at all. And it's embarrassing, but it's a learning lesson that I needed it. But anyways, he, um, is sending me text the whole time. He's calling me a little bird. He's telling me he misses me. It's far from over between us. I mean, it's ridiculous how much I have. And I'll never forget the day, October 16th, um, I'm sitting in the In-N-Out drive-thru. Actually, before this, October 16th, I was telling him about my Halloween costume because Halloween parties were coming up. And he's, like, telling me how I'm going to rock my vampire costume. And, like, we're joking around. Like, everything's normal. And then he sends me, like, I didn't respond to one of his texts. And around, like, 6 p.m. my time, like, right around when I got off work, he sends me thinking of you with, like, a heart emoji. And I didn't respond because I was like, oh, how cute. like, he's thinking of me, like, great. Like, we're fixing things um so then I go visit my friends we're in the in and out drive through and at 9 p.m my time so what like three hours later I get another text and it's literally a novel and it's basically it starts with like it's so wrong how we've been talking the past few days and since I got back from Maui like it's disgusting to Morgan and what I've done to her Da, 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 and literally like breaks up with me in a text again and i was with my friend she witnessed it she saw it um she's mutual friends with him and she was like casey she's like don't even respond to this she's like this is this is actually like next level crazy and at that point i can't even explain what happens it was just like a light switch it was like the light switch was on for evan and as soon as i got that text it was just off and i was just like very awake to the situation i was in i was like there's no way that this man ever loved me um Maybe he cared for me as a friend and felt comfortable, but this is toxic. This isn't normal, um, and I don't deserve this. And quite honestly, like he doesn't deserve this. Like, he doesn't deserve to be in these like crazy situations between women. So I was just like, I am now removing myself from the situation. And I told him that. I was just like, you know, this is a lot to take in. I don't think you're loyal, but tell me when you're moving out. And from that point, he sent me texts. He sent me DMs. He reached out to my friends. Um, I've had to block him on everything. And then the last little bit, I mean, this went on for a while and when he was trying to reach out to me and whatnot. Um, on New Year's Eve, he sent me a text, a really long one. And this is after I've been ignoring him for a while. And I think that was really bothering him because he sent me DMs saying like, you're just ignoring me. I don't know if you blocked me and you're not getting these, but you need to respond and da 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 so New Year's Eve, he sent me this long text. He's like, the way that you've been talking about me or single girls and everyone, like I just want things to be civil between us. And I basically I went off on him. I'm not gonna lie, and I have that text as well. I've shown it again to my family, all of my friends. Everybody's seen it. They all think everything I said is extremely validated and like very on point. And I said my piece. And trust me, you know how I feel about him. you know how I feel about the situation. He knows that I'm over him, and I don't want to be with him ever again, and for him to say anything other than that is just, again, a blatant lie, and he never responded. I've never heard from him since then, because he knows. He knows I'm awake to who he is and what he did, and I can't be manipulated and lied to any longer.
1: So January January 1st was the last you've heard from Evan
3: yes that was the last i heard from evan i sent him like and i'm talking it was a novel and i called him out on everything our entire lives, like everything things but like again i never want to become public because i don't it, it's sad for him it's sad for me it's sad for our friends our family like i don't want these things to be public because we were we were in a toxic relationship like it was bad some of the stuff that was going on between us and um Again, I was very blind to it. Like my um, family and friends, like to use this analogy, it's like you met Evan when you were 19 years old and it's almost like a frog in boiling water. Like you start off, the water is like fine and good and like as time goes on, the water gets hotter and hotter and hotter and before you know it, you're in boiling water and dying and drowning and it's a bad situation and that is exactly what happened with Evan and me.
1: Um, Okay, so you have not spoken to him or, you know, heard from him since January 1st. The show started no. a- airing a couple weeks after that. Um, the whole thing with the engagement to Morgan, which was, I think, <coughs> oh, excuse me, um, the night, I, I want to say it was maybe, I don't know, three weeks ago, maybe maybe it was a month ago before the finale. When when did that thing actually yeah. happen? Um, how
3: did you, His how did you, oh, I don't remember yeah. exactly.
1: But how did you find out about uh, it? it was not was it through Twitter or did somebody give you a heads up like, hey, this might get out?
3: Yeah. So that whole situation was crazy. Uh, I actually had a few people give me a heads up before it got leaked on Twitter. Um, long story short, there's like these fan pages on Facebook. One of the fan pages found out about the leaked pics and then they like let production know. And one of the main producers called me like immediately we talked about it and he's like so have you seen the pictures he's like where are they and I was like they're apparently like someone on the Facebook like fan page has them. they haven't been leaked yet I haven't seen them and he's like okay it's like we're doing damage control to get rid of him he's like are you okay because all the crew production I mean I'm still like I'm close with them like um I I built friendships with a lot of these people and he was checking on me and I was like yeah like to be honest like I'm totally fine like I'm I'm genuinely over Evan like I don't I don't want to be with Evan. Like I, I hope that this whole thing works out. And to be honest, I was actually surprised by how okay I was with it because everyone that found out was like, "Oh my god, like she <laughs> finds out, like she's gonna die, like we can't let her know." Like everyone, and um, I even I even asked I you,
1: I, I even asked you when you I did. found you out.
3: even asked me. I was like, "No, like I'm totally fine." I was literally like at work, okay, and just to give you an idea of like the kind of am and how I handle my emotions, like. If I have, like, a really emotional moment or day or, like, I'm just messed up, like, I can't work. Like, I can't get out of bed. So the fact that I, like, found this out at work and I just, like, continued my day, like, nothing happened, I think speaks volumes. And I even, I remember so vividly, as soon as I found out, I texted Sal, who's like, we're really close to talk almost every day. And I was like, Val, like, they just got engaged. He's like, what? I was like, yeah. I was like, isn't it weird how, like, okay I am with this? And he's like, no. And he's like, because you're just over it. Like, you know, like, it's not for you. And I'm like, okay, because I feel like I should be upset. And I'm just not. Like, I just, I don't know. Like I said, I hope it works out. I hope this is, like, the real deal and he really has changed. Honestly, for her sake and her family. I really, truly do.
1: You know, Mark said something um, in the podcast that I thought was interesting. I don't, you know, it's not... It's I don't know is there is there something to be said for the fact that yes, Evan broke every rule that you guys set out before the show and yes he was the first one on that island to stray but he did go mm-hmm. after he did go after one girl out of twelve and he never wavered from Morgan I don't I mean that's about <laughs> as little credit as you can give him but is there something yeah. to that as opposed to him going out there and hooking up with three or four different girls which maybe based on his um, past, is something that you probably might have thought he would do, or does it really not mean much to you?
3: No. So this is this is just what Evan does. Like, I, I appreciate Mark for trying to, like, find kind of the light in this whole situation, because, you know, like, Evan does, I guess, deserve credit for staying with one girl during the whole show.
2: Um,
3: <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's bizarre to me, I guess, but this is honestly, it's just, like, who Evan is. Like, he... He's never been one to – he's always been one to kind of hone in on a girl and then, like, kind of be, like, being sneaky behind that girl's back. Like, he's never had, like, tons of girlfriends at once, I guess. Well, at least not that I know of. Apparently, Morgan, one of her wives, said he had, like, every girlfriend he's been with. Like, I came over after. I don't even know. I actually was unaware of that. So, if that's true, Morgan, thanks for letting me know another crazy thing Evan's done to me. Um, heads up. And I don't know. I just think that this is what Evan does. He falls in love crazy fast. He's done it many, many times. Um, everyone that knows him, like truly knows him, knows that's how he is and that's how he falls in love. And it just makes sense. Like, he's away from me. meets the girl that he clicks with. And it's like, yep, she's the one. Like, this is, this is just literally what Evan does. Like, I can't stress that enough.
1: <laughs> what if his... What have his parents said to you? Have you been in contact with them when this all went down? Obviously I've got to imagine somebody in his family has reached out yeah. to you and what have what has been yeah. said there? Um,
3: so I actually have very I don't wanna get emotional. Ooh, okay, one sec. Get together. I actually love and respect and adore his family. <laughs> like his mom, his grandma, his brothers—like I love them very, very, very much—and I don't want to betray them in any way. So I'm not, but I also at the same time I do need to defend myself and let people know like this is a real thing. So I'm going to answer this question, but I'm not going to say to set it um, because there's a bunch of people in his family. I will say that there are multiple people in his family that have reached out to me numerous times. Um, they have apologized for Evan's behavior numerous times. Um. They are embarrassed by it. They don't even understand it, how it's possible. Um, they are very upset. They can't even talk about it without getting emotional and crying. And honestly, just the fact that, because I've like I said, I've never received a real apology for, from Evan ever. Like even when he was kind of playing me and Evan right after the island he never actually apologized. He said he was, like, doubting his feelings and the show pit us against each other, but he never owned his actions or apologized. The only apology I received was in a DM, I want to say, like, a few days after I really, like, cut off communication with him. And he said, I'm sorry for the way things have shaken out. That's all I've ever gotten. So his family, they've really gone above and beyond to just let me know that, They know that this is wrong. It's not okay. It could have been handled extremely differently. And we're all devastated and embarrassed by it, to be quite honest. And, um, again, I have so much love for them. They love me. They wish me nothing but the best. They believe in my future. And they know who I am. And, honestly, like, again, I'm trying to, like, not be emotional. I know that makes everyone uncomfortable in this (laughs) podcast, But um, it's just... They know what's right and what's wrong. And when Evan bashes me publicly the way that he has been with Morgan and the way he will continue to do after this, at the end of the day, the people that are his blood, they know who I am and they know my character and they know how much I loved Evan and cherished him and believed in him. And I was his biggest fan, so... They don't think I'm manipulative or a professional victim. They actually think Evan has a major, major problem with honesty, and that's just that's just, just that's just the truth. And you know, it's hard to hear, but that's the truth.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's it's really the whole situation is weird because you know what we saw on Tuesday night was something that happened in October you know, here we are in March now. This is, this was six months ago. So it's, it's very hard to separate something we just saw two nights ago to where we're at in your life now, because we've heard you for the last nine weeks. You've totally sounded like a different woman. You sound like you're happy. Yeah, Things are great, but, but you know, (laughs) what we see Tuesday night is fresh on everybody's mind. So they think that, Oh my God, she's devastated and oh my, but it's, Let's yeah. let's let's inform people that, hey, what we saw on Tuesday night was something that happened <laughs> October 3rd, 2018. We we are here now on March yep. 28th. Um, yeah, almost
3: April.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're over it. You, you've obviously moved on. And, you know, you've done I'm all, over all these, it. You've done all these podcasts with me um, all season. And I, one thing that I always found interesting uh, uh, about this is. And you were obviously a good trooper about it. Is you loved the yeah. fact you loved promoting this show and you loved talking about, yeah, watch this show. Was it and, and and in the beginning to me, that was a sign to me that you and Evan were still together because I was like, there's no yeah. way she would be promoting, hey, everybody tune into temptation island to watch the demise of my five-year relationship on television like i was convinced that there would be nobody in their right mind who would be as excited (laughs) as you were about to promote this show if they knew their relationship was was going to be fractured on television but you did it i mean and and there were other girls and other guys on the show that were doing it as well so was it hard to promote the show knowing what the end result
3: was Oh man. So this is like, so this is so weird. So after, um, I want to say like October and kind of like November, right around Thanksgiving, I was like really upset and heartbroken and grieving it. And I mean, I even ghosted like a lot of people from the show. Um, even like Nicole, like she would ask to FaceTime with me and I wouldn't FaceTime her. And I actually feel a lot of guilt. Um, I don't want to get emotional. I feel a lot of guilt with, like, the way that I treated Val. Like, I just, like, totally ghosted him as well, and I was in a dark place. But with that said, whoo, i fine. Um I just, like, realized, I was like, you know what? Like, there's one of two ways that I can go about this. I can be, like, ashamed and, like, pretend like this didn't happen and, like, hide under a rock and, like, not promote the show, or... I can be like, you know what? Like, something really bad happened to me. I was in a bad relationship. I was blind to it. I begged on national television. But at the end of the day, like, I'm going to have haters. Like, everyone is. I can't make everyone love me. But 95% of people adore me, love me, fight for me, understand me. And there's so many, like, women and girls and even men that have been in the same situation where, like, they've been manipulated, they've been gaslit. Like, They've been in a toxic relationship that they can't get out of. And it's like, I am helping so many people by putting my story out there. And that's what I decided. I was like, I can either let this conquer me or I can just like be a badass and get through this and like show my story and people are going to relate to it and it's going to change people's lives and it's going to show people how not to handle things. Because quite honestly, like I handled myself like a pro throughout the show, but At the same time, I was ignoring, like, so many gut feelings and, like, so many signs, and this is just, like, if you ever feel this way, watch Temptation Island and my experience and know that there's better out there for you, and, like, you deserve more, and that's what my goal was, as I I was going to use this to just help other people, and that's what I've done, and I'm really proud of myself, just, like,
1: I don't know. I owned it. Yeah, that could that it couldn't have been easy to do. I mean, I it's like it I said, it's why I was convinced in the first few weeks that you were still with Evan because, like, there's no way she could be promoting this as much as she is if if at the end she yeah. gets completely blindsided and broken up with. Like, I was yes. convinced that you guys were still together. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was, um, I mean, well, you kind of brought it up with. The breakup post show and him trying to um to possibly rekindle things. Um obviously that's yeah. that's out of the question. I think I, I think one question that everybody it's on everybody's mind now is you know, where you're at now. Val was the guy that you ended the show with. Um I don't know how much you're going <clears throat> to want to reveal or if you will reveal anything at all, but I gotta ask, what's the deal with uh you and Val? <laughs> oh
3: God. Um Oh, wow. Uh, Me and Val. (laughs) Sorry. I, like, legit and emotional talking about him. It's, like, so crazy. Um, I feel just, like, so bad, especially after, like, seeing last night. Like, I care so much about him, and I just want to, like, really preface it. Like, we're totally just friends, and um, I don't know what the future holds, but... I don't know, just seeing the way that I am with him on the show and seeing how I am with Evan, especially in, like, last night's bonfire, like, I just feel so bad, and I'm just, I don't want to say I have any regrets, but staying loyal to Evan and not pursuing things with Val, I mean, it's really hard, and it really hurts me, and I honestly, I can't even talk about it without crying, (laughs) like and especially the way that I was to him after the show. I wasn't, like, mean or anything, but I was going through just, like, such a traumatic thing, and um, I think he thought I was going to, like, reach out to him after the show, and I promised him I was going to be strong, and, like, I did not keep my promise. I was a hot mess, and I begged, and I didn't want him to know about it. I was so embarrassed, and I I kept him in the dark for, like, a really long time, and after, like, I spent a few months... um, Healing, I reached out to him and just let him know, like, you're one of my best friends. Like, I'm sorry. And, um, like, I let him know, like, I have feelings for him, but, like, this whole thing's a mess. Like, it's just a nightmare situation, honestly. And I don't know, especially after he's seen all this and, like, what people think of me online. Like, I don't think he would ever let it get to him, but it's really hard. I'm not going to lie. Like, really, really hard. And I just wish I didn't stay loyal to Evan when I met, like, joke, one of the best people i've ever met in my life and i'm very close to him he's one of my best friends mm. i mean so it's that's that it's... it's like and it's like so weird because i'm so okay with like what happened with evan like i'm i'm over him like again i said i want him to be happy like now watching the show like even as like my friends know my family knows like i get emotional like seeing how I like I kind of didn't give Val the time of day and like ignored him and avoided him because I was trying to stay loyal to Evan and it's very very hard for me to watch especially um when I saw like our overnight date like I just like I'm so myself and I'm so happy and I'm so free and strong and I'm not any of those things with Evan and I don't think I ever really was and I don't know it's just it's a really sad thing and a weird situation but I know he cares about me and he told me he's proud of me regardless of what happens. I haven't spoken to him since um, the bonfire because I don't know. It's a lot, I think, for both of us and we need a little space for this whole situation. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean it's it's okay to be emotional. Don't don't stop yourself. Oh yeah, because... no, I literally
3: can't even talk about that guy without being emotional. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: Um, let's, I mean, we've spent a good hour on on you. I don't, I I think we've touched on pretty much everything that we could, could touch on, um, with, with everything. And I I appreciate you, uh, being honest and, um, and finally being able to address things that weren't able to be addressed during the season when we've had you on every week. Um, yeah, let's talk about the other couples real quick. Um,
3: Okay.
1: We're obviously, you know, the, the, I think the one couple after episode one that everybody figured was doomed was, was Javen and Shari. I mean, it was just like, there's no way these yeah. two are making it. And not only do they make it, they're the lone couple that makes it. And not <laughs> only do they make it, but they get engaged. Like, it's just, it goes yeah. to show that. I mean editing did a hell of a job on that. They probably made sure to show us that in the first episode to make us think that oh, oh they're totally. done. Um but talk totally. about talk about Javen and Shari. Um obviously you've seen Shari since the show. How <laughs> things are going uh with them.
3: Yeah. Javen and Shari. Oh my god, I just freaking love them. Like I obviously like I didn't know Javen like as well because I was with him for like a day or two. Um before we got separated but he honestly just he blows me away like he is just the best freaking guy like even just the way like he like met her at the bonfire everything that he's saying like i'm just dying like so in love with that girl and it's just like that's what it's supposed to be like like and and i never had that with evan and like just seeing them it's just such gold and i'm so freaking happy for them like i can't even like stress it enough like they're so perfect for each other and I just hope people just let them be happy and like stop hating on them and you know like Shari had her moment at the beginning of the show but it's like this is the only man she's ever been with like she's she needed to grow up and learn and she was scared so she reacted in a bad way Javen was fighting back I mean they were just reacting in a bad way but at the end of the day like they are so meant to be together they're so strong together and um watching their engagement i mean it was adorable like she can't stop giggling he's like smiling like crazy and the whole time i was watching the bonfire like before he proposed and i knew he was going to propose obviously i'm like watching his face and you could just tell like why he's listening to her it's just like she knows he's about to ask her to marry him and he's just like ecstatic and it's it's the greatest thing they're both so happy i mean um in vegas like he would facetime her and like i would say hi to him and um, they're just so happy and healthy and I wish them nothing but the best I'm so excited for their wedding and it's going to be, um, they're going to have an incredible life together and I'm so glad that they both grew together and not apart and I'm so proud of both of them. Like they are really just two amazing people.
1: You know, you talk about Javen and Shari getting married and having a wedding, that wedding, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming Javen would invite Evan to his wedding. <laughs> and i'm assuming evan (laughs) maybe i'm assuming evan and morgan if they're still together uh will show up together um is that is that awkward to think about that maybe you would be at javen and shari's wedding with evan and morgan there
3: with evan and morgan i mean i don't think so like i just like like i said it's like a light switch has gone off for evan and um Again, I really just want us to just do our little interviews and just go on our way and, like, let us live in peace, uh, let each other live in peace. I would just, like, ignore him. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to, like, go out of my way to, like, cause drama. It's just, like, it is what it is. Like, is it going to be totally comfortable? Probably not. But, like, whatever. It's, like, it is what it is. I mean, I'm an adult. I don't have feelings for him anymore, um, clearly. And... It's just, it is what it is, and that's down the road, you know. They're I think they're getting married um, maybe next summer, so we have some time. I mean, life can be so different then. and Hopefully, we're all just at completely different places, and it's fine, you know. It's going to be a big wedding, and, oh, I don't know for sure how big, but, like, there's going to be a lot of people there besides Evan and Morgan, and there's going to so vice versa. They don't need to worry about me, and I don't need to worry about them. We just need to be happy for two people that we both love.
1: Okay. Um, John and Katie had an interesting run on the show uh katie obviously has taken a ton of heat on social media oh yeah for the the things that she has said and you know i spoke to mark about this and people will hear it in the podcast about you know mark said that um yeah i mean she said some things that to her in the moment um are things that were her reality but not necessarily wasn't taking into account what other people would perceive that as like she has every right to feel that maybe she babies has to baby John and maybe he's not motivated enough. And, and yeah just the way she expressed it though could have been done differently. She was being honest, but in, in the same breath probably could have chosen her words better. Um, so yeah, definitely with, with all that, uh, you know, obviously you're friends with Katie. I don't know. I don't know how you're close you are with John or whatever. But um, what are, what are your thoughts on everything with them? And uh, you know, in oh. the update that we got, it it seemed like they were trying to work things out when she got back home. But then she wanted to go see Johnny, and he's like, "Okay, that's it."
3: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, kind of like there's two sides to like mine and Evan's story. Um, there's two sides to her and John's story. Um, I'll start with like kind of her on the show again, I want to say I love Katie. Um, she's one of my very best friends. We are very, very close. Um, I also think though, Katie, she, she can get really caught up in her own words sometimes, and it's not intentional. She's just a very like blunt to the point person. That's like who she is. And I think especially when like you add emotions into it and cameras and, this crazy situation that we went your blunt her bluntness just went to maybe another level and she said things that were very harsh and um would I necessarily say those things to a man that I shared a life with like no I wouldn't but it's not my relationship um and I think she had a lot of frustrations with John that she didn't speak about on the show and she didn't bring up publicly because she was protecting John and protecting who he is so there's a lot more to their relationship kind of like me and Evan where I feel like I have had to say these things about Evan and I because he's just so many lies have been told about me that I now have to protect myself hopefully with Katie and John it never gets to that point because they also there was a lot more to their relationship that uh, people really know and there's reasons why she felt the way that she felt and why she said the things that she said um, again, do I, do I necessarily think it was right or the correct way to do it or the way I would do it? No. Um, but that's who Katie is. She owns it. She feels bad that she hurt John and, um, whatnot, but that's kind of where I'm at with that. And then as for everything that happened after the show, again, I'm not really sure the exact a hundred percent true story. because I've only heard one side of it, but apparently it wasn't just like her trying to get with him um it was actually him trying to get with her and she was kind of like hesitant about it like he really wanted to work things out and like I said this is what she has told me he really wanted to work things out and she was kind of feeling guilty and like guilt tripped into things um and then she went, she was like, you know what? Like, I got to see Johnny and just see if this is real. And she went and saw Johnny. And I don't think that necessarily was real. But I think that was kind of her little wake-up call. Like, you know what? This just It really isn't right with John, like, 100%. She ended things again. And to be honest, it was, like, kind of a less dramatic and less crazy situation like, that me and Evan had. It was like what Evan did kind of is what Katie did. But Katie did it in a way less dramatic, like sneaky way Um, and not as extreme. It was just like she came home, she had doubts, she started kind of letting John know that things could maybe work. She went and saw Johnny and realized things that weren't going to work with John and and did it again. So that's kind of what happened there. And I think they're both great people. I'm not close with John, but um, I think he's a great guy. That clearly shows on the show. I think um, there's a lot of stuff, though, that we don't that isn't made public about John that really impacted a lot of Katie's decisions.
1: Okay. And as far as Katie and Johnny, I mean, they tried it, but the distance thing was just too tough. Are they still in contact? Is she still with him? Um,
3: yeah. Johnny, I mean, um, I like Johnny, but he just, I don't know. He tends to cause a lot of drama, to be honest. Um, I don't want to get like too much into it, but yeah, he just causes a lot of drama and, Katie again there's two completely different stories to that whole thing but long story short she went to New York he says one thing happened she says a different thing happened and they just kind of stopped talking and it fizzled out and they kind of weren't okay for a while but I think um just like all of us just realizing like what a crazy situation we all went through and um just like a lot of emotions were involved they just we all agreed just to be civil and um, respect each other so that's where they're at i mean they're they're not bad they're not like best
1: friends though so. okay and then nicole and carl um carl's gonna be on a, a, a podcast in the future so i'm sure i'll get some some answers out of him but they seem Yay. of the four couples um well the three that broke up they seem to be the ones that um i guess are civil uh i mean i don't know if they've run into each other in chicago or are keeping in touch on occasion or i I don't know what's going on with them can you fill us in on anything other than we saw on the update Uh, um what's going on with them
3: i actually i have such respect for them both because they are so civil like um it's just I, i really do i have a lot of respect for both of them they uh went back home I think maybe tried to make it work for a little bit it just wasn't going to happen and they civilly broke up like he moved out uh they're both still in Chicago they both still go to the same gym sometimes uh, not together but they like are able to work out in the same gym and um they're just very civil very mature and I think Carl just realized you know what like he's respecting Nicole's feelings and thoughts about everything and Nicole just, she knows that she wasn't deeply in love with Carl and she deserves that. And I just like, Nicole is like just the baddest chick. Like she's so awesome. um Just everything that she does and pursues and the fact that she can buy her own home at her age. I mean, she just turned 26. It's just incredible. And I'm so proud of her. And yeah, they're both very civil. They're both great people.
1: And you mentioned earlier that um, when the show ended filming that Evan and Morgan stayed a couple extra days, but so did Carl and Brittany. Yeah. Do we know, do we know whatever happened with Carl and Brittany or if there's anything going Uh, on with them? I mean, he said in his update that, you know, is, is, you know, Brittany lives in LA, he lives in Chicago and that moving to LA just wasn't in the cards for him. Um, right now or ever. I don't know. Um, what do you know about that? Yeah. Um, I
3: actually don't know like too much to be honest. Um, because like again I said they're both very civil and they try really hard not to talk poorly about each other no matter what um, all I know is that he stayed in Maui with Brittany and I think Evan was actually kind of trying to convince Carl to move to LA and like be with Brittany and like Evan and Morgan were going to live in LA but Carl was just like no like it just, it just didn't feel right and I actually think he said it on the show like he's an amazing girl but something's just missing and I think that's what it is and they're just not meant to be, and um, and that's that. I mean, I've I don't like know Brittany super well, but I've heard mixed reviews on her. But lately, I've heard that she's a good girl. I actually think she defended me last night in my in her live, like about my reaction on the bonfire. So I don't know. I think she's a good girl. I think Carl's a good guy, but I just don't think they're meant to be together. I think they maybe tried to figure it out a little bit after the show, maybe for like a few weeks, but nothing ever came out of it
1: gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's been one hell of a journey uh this season, Casey. It's <laughs> it's been so much fun talking to you and and breaking this down week by Aww. week. When about midway through the season, I realized where we were headed with this and then it got confirmed with the tweets. Um yep. but I mean, it, and it was Honestly, the last two or three podcasts that we did, it was it was really tough for me because I felt like so I was being hard. yeah because you and I both know what what was going on and it, yeah and we both knew it was out there publicly that there was a faction of the audience that was very well aware that you guys weren't together anymore yep. and that Evan not only was with Morgan but they were engaged and it was it was tough but um, I know people have loved the podcast and having you on and being so open and honest and this one I think blew the other nine out of the water because we were able to to dive into stuff that, um, you know, obviously couldn't be touched on during the season. And yeah, like said, totally. you, you were very open and honest and, and, and people love that from you. And, you know, I know you yeah. weren't thrilled with your performance but. in the finale at the final bonfire, but it, it shows you were a real person and it shows you had real emotions. And yeah. and, and then you were blindsided. And, um, I, I think it's okay. Uh, to, <laughs> to, 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 that. to react the way you did. Um, I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility that someone would react that way for, yeah. for the situation that they were put in. So don't, don't beat yourself up over, over, over how you came across you. In the finale. Um, uh, I, think, I
3: appreciate that. Cause I'm definitely struggling with it. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> uh, and I think, I think the, I the people that hear Casey Campbell today uh, on this podcast uh, <laughs> are very well aware that, you know, this is, this is who Casey Campbell is and the the Casey Campbell on October 3rd, when that all went down is you're, you're a different person now. And we,
3: a hundred percent,
1: you know, you're happy. Things are, things are going well for you. You're happy. You've got Nova now. Um, uh, yeah. And you know, I, again, I, I can't thank you enough for being such a great guest, uh, all season. Uh, this, of course. this definitely won't be the last time we have you on. I'm sure we'll have you on again in the future <laughs> and catch up with you. But, um, we will see you uh June seventh at the Reality Steve fan appreciation party. Yeah. For sure. Uh I will yeah we'll see you then with the other girls. Um is is Javen coming now that we can talk about this? Is, is he coming?
3: Um that's that's so funny that you asked that. I'm actually am gonna text Shari like right now because uh um, I was wondering the same thing. Um, they're actually getting really good at like having their own lives separately. So he might let her have a little girl's biggest trip, you know. Oh, so uh, okay. We'll um, but but also, I think it would be awesome for him to come and like meet everyone and like see them as a couple. So I'm definitely gonna text her and ask her because that would be cool if he came.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's up. It's whatever they want to do. Um. I if 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 she wants to bring him, fine. If if he wants her to have a girl's weekend that's fine as well. He's obviously, uh, invited. I I don't know if, if Nicole's going to bring anybody or Katie or you, I mean, you all are, you all are, uh, you can, if you you want,
3: we might all bring someone
1: you can, if you want. And if not, no big deal. Um, but yeah, but I will, uh, I will see you, uh, in a couple months. And, uh, again, thank you so much for doing this and coming on and doing it all season. You've been great. And, um, can't of wait to see course. you in two months.
3: Thank you for having me. No, no yep, problem. Sounds good.
1: All right. Talk to you <laughs> later.
3: All righty. Bye.
1: Bye. Well, thank you to Casey for that and to Mark before her. Um, just a lot of stuff there. Uh, first off, let me just say that this podcast is brought to you by Bona. The next generation Bona premium spray mop for hardwood floors includes a microfiber cleaning pad and hardwood floor cleaner, all in one wonderful package. Together, the mop and cleaner provide an effective clean, which is quick, easy to use, and leaves no dulling residue. It's the perfect solution for simply beautiful floors. Bona Premium Spray Mop is available at most retailers where more where floor cleaning products are sold on Amazon and Bona.com. That's B-O-N-A.com. To receive exclusive offers and to learn more, visit Bona.com, B-O-N-A.com slash Reality Steve. Mark was great. Casey was great as well. Um, Just, it's just a really messed up situation all around. We had Evan on in the beginning of the, or midway through the season. I told him I would have him on when this is over. I'm going to stand by my word. I'm going to have him on. Um, I know that Evan feels a little bit slighted that Casey has been able to tell her story all season, (coughs) Excuse me. I mean, it is and um uh I know he's going to come on. I I have a feeling that he is going to go after her and he's going to say things and you know, we'll just see how it goes, but I I don't want to not let him have his say. And I will listen to what he says, and you will listen to what he says and you'll make your determination on who you choose to believe. Um but yeah, there's obviously a lot more there. Uh, I definitely think that there's there's stuff between them that wasn't resolved before. They, they were they were way more broken as a relationship before they went out on that island than they probably realized, or maybe one of them realized. I think I think Evan realized that they were, and Casey didn't, and Casey wanted to keep it going, and it just wasn't there. But um, but thank you to Mark also as well for for coming on and talking about the show and how he handled his job as the host this season and, and his thoughts. And obviously Mark wasn't going to be, he's not going to pick sides. You know, I, 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 he was going to, he has to remain objective as the host of this show. And you could tell in his answers that he was very objective about it. He wasn't going to say exactly how he felt, but, um, I appreciated him coming on and explaining a lot of, a a lot of stuff and even gave us some insight to what went on behind the scenes there uh, with Casey a couple times and whatnot. So I need to end this because I recorded Mark on Tuesday. I recorded Casey yesterday and I'm telling you, these are the only two times I've gotten out of bed since Monday morning and I have not left the house. (laughs) I have, you know, um, I haven't done anything for three days. Uh, it's just killing me. I got to head to California this weekend. I'm back out of town again. <clears throat> so hopefully I can get a little bit better before then, but, uh, it was a fight. It was a struggle to get through these, uh, three episodes, uh, two episodes. Um, uh, every time I did have to cough, I turned away and turned on, turned down my mic. I hope it still didn't pick it up. I ter- hope I turned it down all the way, but, um, yeah, it's been rough to get through these. So back to bed for me. Uh, but I I hope you um, appreciated listening to Casey all season. I know I did. I thought this was a great podcast uh, by her, and um, I I think she stayed strong through all this, and she's in a better place now, and that's and that's good. And and it seems like Evan and Morgan are in a good place for them, which is good. I I wish there wouldn't be this back and forth, but you know there is, and we're gonna have to deal with it. So. Um, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. we will be back next week, probably with Temptation Island people. I don't know which two are coming on next week, but I'm going to try and do two at, in the same podcast uh, for the next couple weeks. So get ready for that. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for bearing with my sickness. And uh, please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. And um, we're not going to do He Said, She Said uh, this upcoming Tuesday. It's going to be postponed to the next week just so i can get over the sickness so thanks again for listening i really appreciate it and we will talk to you next week see ya